0: Welcome, everyone, to the Almost Cancelled TV podcast. I am Peter, I'm joined,
1: as always, by Connor. I'm still here, allegedly. Well, we were here last week, though, so that's a bit of a weird thing to say. But neither of us were here last week. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the only reason why there wasn't an episode last week, guys, is because there wasn't enough news. I I did put out a tweet and a Patreon post uh, saying as such, so, uh, you know, worth worth keeping an eye on those for updates as such. Uh, But yeah, I did the news last week, and there just wasn't that much of it. Uh, It would have been a very, very short episode, so I just made the choice to roll it into this week. So there's some stuff from last week uh, to make up a reasonably sized episode this week. So uh, apologies for the the week absence, and hopefully uh,
2: next
0: week will be fruitful, and
2: so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, depends if the news cycle happens to have been dominated by something else.
0: Are you referring
2: to the the one major event that may have happened today as we record this that will definitely impact the news cycle of everything for the next two weeks?
0: Yeah, but I'm trying to think of something funny instead.
2: All I'm saying is some random old woman may have croaked it. Who cares? (laughs) Do you know what's funny about you saying that? Is that on stream
1: tonight? Someone cracked a joke. Said, "Is Connor asked for uh, some time off to, to, to deal with the death of the Queen?" I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't think either of us give a shit. No.
2: Um, what is funny is that work. So obviously we are looking, you know the, the work playlist that you know is, is synchronized across you know all of them in, in the country, as is common in in a lot of businesses. And then people are, like, are we going to be shutting? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, is a lot of places are going to be shutting. And we were like, no, <laughs> as if we're going to shut. Um, we are getting a special <laughs> playlist update that kicked in after midnight. So because we were still there after midnight cleaning. Oh, oh, it's going to be the best, most depressing week of our lives. It, it it was like imagine and hallelujah. And it's just like, oh, God, this, like this is going to be it all day, every day for at least the next week. <laughs> I'm, everyone, we're all going to top ourselves. <laughs> This is, I, yeah, because um, <laughs> like, we need a morning playlist. To be clear, I, I have nothing
1: against the woman that is the queen or was the queen. I should say at this point. <laughs> um, uh, I I just think there is no, nothing more sh- sad about this
2: than anyone else dying. Um, in fact, this is why I say like it is a woman in her nineties that has died. Ninety-six. Yes it, that, yes. it it is it is objectively sad, and if you knew her, yes, of course you should be upset about that. But it's not, it's not but a I tragedy, didn't. though. It's not a tragedy. 96 is not a tragedy death. <laughs> no, if I'm I just... got sad about every 96-year-old woman that died, Jesus Christ, you'd never get anything done.
1: In fact, I, I, I have not been paying attention to the news cycle, but the one snippet I heard was a newscaster saying the phrase, the country is in shock. And I'm like, who's shocked?
2: 96. <laughs> Nin- 96. 96, <laughs> the last, like, two years, it's been like, take a step back from Duties. This is, this is becoming a bit much looking frailer and frailer because you know old age i'm I'm sure that there may have been other conditions going on right you know she's been in hospital in and out for the last couple of years that that, that happens when people get to that age the the
1: first thought i had was that they are going to spend far too much money on a giant state funeral when the entirety of the island is in an energy crisis that is suffering from energy prices that are worse than any in mainland europe (laughs) like Maybe spend some of those millions on it's helping fine. the poor people. Maybe? It's fine
2: though, because because Liz will Tr- sort out with the pork markets. <laughs> that's a deep reference. That's that's an eight year old reference for anyone who who is yeah. unaware. Just Google Liz Truss pork markets and just enjoy yeah. yourself. And I,
1: need, I need to try and remember. That. I'm still learning your prime minister's name. Yeah,
2: so so you, you just go pork markets as if that solves everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genuine solution uh, that was expected to have
0: applause as a response. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do, do we have a lot of pork as a as a an island?
2: Have uh, reasonable amount. Okay. But like, <laughs> d- d- yeah. Well, I mean, not an inconsiderable amount because you know. <laughs> but but pork markets. that's where it's at. Well, this is a
1: TV podcast. Obviously, uh, the Queen died today, which is why this has started off on a weird bit of non-TV news uh, tangent. It is worth mentioning, when I was looking up the news earlier today, and I went to get the TV stories, there was like eight stories in a row about the Queen dying in the news, TV news section, my, so...
2: My, my two favourite media-related tweets, one, one of which specifically is TV, that I've seen. One was from the cast of Hamilton. Like... Be like, yo, know, yo. Know, I, I You know, all, you know, thoughts in these times. I'm like, you do know what Hamilton was about, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of weird. <laughs> and then two was uh So I'm yeah, I don't need to watch the end of the Crown now. I know how it ends. I like, mean, I'm that's mildly funny, but I'm, like, like oh, they got, got an ending for the show now. We always knew that it was going to end with death. <laughs> I mean, that's not a surprise. I mean, you say that, but depends how quickly they cranked out the last couple of seasons, doesn't it? <laughs> they can't just predict, I mean, obviously they can predict she was going to die, but they can't predict specifics.
1: Well, are you saying they'd have been upset if they'd her die of old age and then in real life she actually got, like,
2: assassinated? It's like, oh shit, now it's wrong! <laughs> I mean, more likely a, a Land Rover crash, but yeah.
0: One of our cargies finally did her in. <laughs> Those evil little bastards. <laughs> Oh, dear. um, Yes, a
1: celebrity of sorts has died. Like, I said this earlier when I was streaming, is that there's other famous people who have hit me harder because I actually cared about what they contributed to the world. I cared about the work of, say, you know, Bill Paxton's the one I brought up because Bill Paxton's the one that, you know, it was kind of shocking. It was a little bit early. you know, He was only 61 or whatever. And it was like, oh, I really like his work. This has made me sad that he's dead because I, I felt like he actually contributed something to my life in some capacity. You know, so... You know, when Gary Busey finally goes, I mean, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. That's going to be crippling. Yeah, that's... The the world will have lost a a source of chaotic energy on that
0: day that we will never fully replace. So... (laughs) There you go. We move. Yeah. Um... Okay, what do we usually talk about on this show? We talk
1: about renewals, cancellation, pilot orders, uh, new series, casting, maybe other things, you know, trailers, stuff of that nature. Uh, that is what we're going to get into uh, now that we're past this the shambles of an opening. Uh, is there any TV things I want to tell you? Uh, final For All Mankind video for season one will be up soon. Um, I reviewed The, pa- the Patient uh, since the last news episode, which is the oddly... Th- uh, like, it's like a sitcom length, but it's actually like a really serious, like, drama thriller. Mm. Uh, it's Steve Carell, who's kidnapped by Donald Gleason, who wants therapy from him because he's a serial killer. This sounds amazing. Uh, so the, the opening episode's like 22 minutes, uh, but... Does that, it live up to that, that premise? premise? It was a solid start. Like, I mean, I don't know how well it's going to, yeah. you know, maintain it, you know, but... but solid oh, first nice. episode. That's
2: good. Can I, I've got a gripe about House of the Dragon that I don't think I've got out on air yet. Oh, sure. sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: so this is something, because I think I'd watched the first episode last time we had had one of these. Uh, but also there's been episodes two and three now, and it's it's fine. I'll I'll keep watching, I'm not in love with it, It's it's fine. Although I do have one major, major problem that I really, really hate. And it was something that they they hid in the first episode because they just had that yeah you know, there's like condensed like title screen instead of an opening credits, and, and then the second episode hit and they had a you know, here's your opening credits sequence here's your here's your music. It's the same music. They they used the same theme song from Game of Thrones. Did they, they didn't even write a new theme? I think I saw this on Twitter actually. Like this is baffling. Why would why would you? The, the production values, like, like I, I, you can have complaints about those shows. Being cheap is not usually one of them.
0: Well, th-
1: that would assume to, this was not a decision made out of money. I feel like this is a decision because we like it, and we just want to keep using it. <laughs> no, but that's terrible. That's a terrible, terrible decision. I would it's a separate it. show. I, th- I think I'd be okay with them doing, like, a new version of the same theme.
0: Like you know, it's, like a, it's just it, like, yeah, it's
1: like a cover, you know.
2: <laughs> that's <be> weird. <laughs> um, no, it's literally the same music d- just d- with d- different different you know visuals behind it. Here's the cat one. Have you seen the cat does Game of Thrones theme Probably. song? Probably. I've I've seen like a thousand versions of Game of Thrones theme songs because everyone. Meow,
1: has them. meow, 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 meow. meow, meow. <laughs> it's great. Someone just took took one clip of a cat and auto it to him the
2: I I appreciate it's a very iconic theme song. Like, it is up there with some of the the most well-known, you know, theme music of all time.
0: But make a new one. Like, it's a new show. Do something different. At least it's from the right franchise.
1: They could have used, like, (laughs) they could have licensed Lord of the Rings music just to be confusing. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> especially as it's airing against the lord <laughs> of the rings show yeah that would be funny but i know it really re- it really got on my nerves and it, it's still bothering me right now why am like, why
1: all right all right uh yeah there's this stuff coming up as well uh i think i i think i'm technically scheduled possibly to do american Jiggles pilot which is airing i think tonight at the time of no tomorrow night at the time of recording because yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, so if there's any big news that drops on Friday, <laughs> it'll be on next week's show. Uh, yeah. Just FYI.
2: As we've established, Liz croaked it, so everyone's staying silent for a week. Aye.
0: Aye, Lizzie. Lizzie, uh... What's, what's the Queen's last name again? Windsor? No. Oh. That sounds right. well oh. huh? There's the Windsor, isn't it? Maybe? Alright, Lizzie W. <laughs> I think, it, I think it
1: might uh, be. Yeah, it doesn't sound as good as Lizzie G or something like that, but let's W. It is Winter. Yeah. All
2: right, okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know things. I love the idea that there's
1: going to be Americans listening to this who know that. <laughs> and they're like, why did these <laughs> two not know the Queen's last name?
2: <laughs> give a
1: shit. <laughs> Because they're basically... The royal family is basically like a family who's on a like a, a reality TV show just before
0: reality TV existed.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're proto-Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes. Aye. Anywho, <laughs> let's get into the TV news of the week,
1: shall we? Uh, so starting off with renewals, cancellations, you'll be happy with this first one. Harley Quinn's animated series has been renewed for Season 4. Uh, this came uh, just before the end of Season 3. Season 3 is about to wrap up uh, next week. So
2: Yeah, I've not started on Season 3 yet. I'm looking forward to it. So happy to hear this news because obviously there was a bit of a spree going on over there, especially in relation to DC properties. Mm-hmm. I was I was worried. Um, I have yeah. to
1: imagine that this being animated probably makes it quite cost-effective, perhaps compared
0: to. It didn't help Young Justice.
1: No, true. But Harley Quinn's a bigger name than Young Justice. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah, That's my guess. Um, hey, Young Justice got what two seasons at HBO Max? Well, between yes. DC Universe and HBO yeah, Max. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you know, it went from two it, it, to four seasons. That's not bad.
0: It did, but there was more. There was supposed to be more. I mean, that's a shame, but... Hey. Yeah. It, it doubled its, its lifespan. So, yeah. that's something. Just left me crushed again.
1: <laughs> uh, so you got that. Um, Apple have renewed Trying for Season 4. Uh, this came right before the finale, aired on 2nd se- sec- of September. So, again, just, you know, this this little trend that some of these stations and stations that sounds old-fashioned be what I mean uh, renewing right before the finale so you, you can watch the finale and feel comfortable you know that the next season's coming yeah, yeah. You, you, you'll tune tuning knob out yeah uh, yeah shut up uh, here's one you also be excited for Pretty Little Liars Original Sin has been renewed for season 2 at HBO Max yes, yes. this is what I was waiting for so all the things that are getting carved up at HBO Max Pretty Little Liars spin-off uh, made the cut <laughs> Yeah important okay. things get through Aye. uh alternatively rutherford rutherford sorry falls has been cancelled by peacock after two seasons don't even know what that is not a die but i thought the running gag that whenever something from peacock comes up you've never heard of it is something that's worth <laughs>
2: the thing is we don't have to try you have to pretend <laughs> i genuinely have no idea what this is <laughs> um
1: so next up, we got some premiere dates. Uh, this one did come with a trailer. I didn't bother watching it or make you watch it because it's, it's not a season one. It's a, you know, a returning season. Uh, Picard, season three, will premiere its final season uh, on Thursday, February 16th. 2020. 2023, obviously. Um, So it's a little bit far out, this announcement, but I guess they'll, they'll want to ramp up to it.
2: It is Star Trek Day today, as we record. Which, hence, oh, is that why uh, they announced Star it? Trek announcements, ah, okay. yeah. Yeah, that that is the reason why.
1: Is it because it's First Contact Day? Is that the reason why it's Star
0: Trek Day?
2: I don't know. I just know it's Star Trek Day. and, no. and Like, last year, that's when we got... Uh, I'm going to assume this is because it's
1: the same date as First Contact Day in universe. But I could be wrong. Maybe?
0: Because otherwise, no, why is it for Star Trek Day, if not that? Find out. Why is Star Trek Day September... Whatever Tuesday is. <laughs> eighth? Seventh?
2: Eighth? Uh, eighth. There you go. Yeah, I don't actually know. Oh, right, well,
0: there you go.
2: It, 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 a quick Google did not make it obvious. Uh, it did... just tells me all the news instead.
1: Fair enough. Uh, but there you go. So Star Trek Picard's coming. Uh, Season two, well, started off a little promising, ended up being an absolute train wreck disaster. So... You just hope they don't actually screw up the reunion so, season that brings back all the cast. Sounds like a modern Star Trek show. You say that, but Strange New Worlds was a delight.
2: No, oh, I do need to get to that, and I, I will acknowledge that that is seemingly the the bright spot.
1: There's but... even like an episode I didn't like that much, but I still appreciated existing because it was kind of like an episode that I wouldn't like of the original show. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So hey, so Picard's coming in February um we also got a premiere date for the mysterious benedict society season two which will be october 26th on disney plus all right so that's coming too i also came with a trailer for season two so you can check that out if you want uh and then we have a trailer for an amazon show uh Mm -hmm. from lisa joy and jonathan nolan who are notably behind westworld and person of interest now i am actually still very much excited to check out person of interest and watch all of it i've seen some of it Um, I fell away from it after a a season and a half or something like that, and I'm excited to go back and watch that whole show at some point, because I've heard it's good till the end. I've heard that people who like it are happy that it sticks the landing. Uh, Westworld, on the other hand, Mm, um, season three uh, had some straight spots in the middle, but was a bit of a shit fest by the end. And then season four's first episode just made me quit, because I was like, you know what, this is just, I'm feeling all the problems that I don't like about the show. Were you not
0: enjoying Rehobohum enough? I'm amazed that you remember that name.
2: I don't. I don't even know if that's right, but it, was, it, it sounds was, vaguely similar enough that, I that think I get away with it.
1: Rehobo, yeah, it was something like that. And
2: for the record. I didn't even watch the first episode of season four. I didn't even come back. So it's been since season three since I actually watched it so the whole Is that
1: I terribly like episode three and four were really good. that season four and the people were saying, no, no, you made the mistakes. You know, stopping. It's, it's actually getting really good again. And I saw a lot of that consensus. But then the positivity seemed to be gone by the end of the season again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I might
2: have been a little, right A little bit end. of false hope in the middle. Yeah, uh, which, which is a shame, which is a shame. But anyway, so they've... they've... It's made me slightly worried for this show, though, because, uh, sure, yeah, okay, person mm. of interest has its, you know, fans. And, by all accounts, I've, I've, you know, I've not watched it, but I'm not going to say anything bad about that. And, and now I'm concerned that there's, there's that lack of anyone there to say no.
1: Hmm uh yeah maybe maybe that's part of the problem maybe like working in the confines of a network tv show actually helped restrain them a little bit with person of interest i don't know yeah Uh, i think what's funny actually is that the season three plot of westworld and to an extent season four actually does kind of recycle some ideas from person of interest funnily enough Mm. uh so anyway so this new show anyway it's called the peripheral and it stars uh chloe grissmiller right who you know kick ass is the main thing she's known for but she's been in a bunch of things since then uh so this is coming out on the 21st of october and she plays flynn fisher which that sounds like a superhero alias if i've ever heard one Uh, a woman trying to hold together uh, the pieces of her broken family in a forgotten corner of tomorrow's america so set in the future uh flynn is smart ambitious and doomed she has no future until the future comes calling for her the way the trailer presents this, funnily enough, uh, is kind of, like, uh, the other way around, where it presents it as her getting, like, almost like this, like, a... Almost like a cerebral, like, VR experience where she puts on this headset and she goes into, like, a, a digital world where she gets, like, an adventure, where she gets to be an action hero. But then, by the end of the trailer, it kind of hints that, no, nah, this isn't entirely fake, it's actually, like, the future or something like that. Whereas that description is sort of leaving out that first part and just saying this is involving the future in some way. Yeah. Uh, but either way, it's an interesting concept.
2: So It is. I think that's a, a poor description. Seems to be doing it a disservice from what mm-hmm. the trailer seemed very stylish in comparison to that quite bland description.
1: Yep, yep, I think that's fair. Um, I do like Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, that's she's Pretty solid. From, from, I mean, mainly Kick-Ass, but I do like her in a couple of things. And I will say my concern with this trailer is that I do like the concept. Um. But in general, it feels like a lot of I don't know a very CW friendly cast. Maybe is the best way to put it. There's a lot of like, young, attractive people, so that, like there's not a lot of grit to it. It feels a bit slick and yeah. TV friendly, I guess.
2: It definitely feels like there's a budget to it as well, though. Like mm. feels like if, there there is a maybe I feel that like there is a little bit too much style of a substance. At least seemingly in the trailer. Like, maybe it's got the right to back it up. It, it very well might have. But it definitely
0: comes yeah.
1: off that impression in the trailer. Yeah, I I'm definitely curious about it. And if I you know, if I need to watch the pilot or if even if I choose to, and I might. Uh, because it has a science fiction show with a concept that I could be into. Um but it was some of the generic stuff, like you know, like the the generic love interest looking dude kinda like whipping out a pistol at one point. You know, there was definitely these sort of generic moments, but I don't know how much of that is just how it's cut as a trailer into, like, feeling like it's got all
2: these slick little action beats. Um, It might actually not be that bad, like, in in the actual thing. Yeah, I I felt the same. I will say this,
1: though. The music track they had on this trailer was delightful. Hmm? They had this, like, sort of very eerie synth, like, pulse thing going on. It was very nice. I I did enjoy that. I don't know if that's from the show or if they've just got, like, a a track from some music group that does these types of tracks,
2: but... (sighs) It's hard to say. It's close enough to the show now that it could just be the music. It could be.
1: So, well, sometimes it's a surprise. I remember, like the first teaser for Interstellar, which was a year before the movie came out, was actually the score. It was actually Hans Zimmer's music, which is yeah. rare for a teaser so far out in
2: advance. It is, but also, was it Inter? I think it was Interstellar that Hans Zimmer wrote all the music before anything had been shot. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, How he wrote it all from the script. So obviously it wasn't like time locked. Obviously, like little things got tweaked here or there, but all the main themes were written before a single thing was shot.
1: Alternatively, Aquaman. I remember getting this trailer a couple of months before it came out, and had this great track on it. Uh, I think it's called Sidewinder, and I can't remember the name of the artist who does it uh, or the music group that does it. uh But it sounded so perfect for an Aquaman movie because it's only kind of aquatic but epic. And the music in the movie was not even close to as good
2: sounding. <laughs> I trying to remember what Aquaman's music was like. Oh, it's forgettable and bland. Like, so yeah, yeah, that's my problem. I yeah. genuinely cannot remember it for the life of me.
1: But I would recommend the music that was in the trailer. So I'm just, you know, it's one of those things where you you almost take this risk of like, hey, this uh, this was more exciting when it was the the two steps from Hell track in the trailer versus what's actually.
2: Yeah, in the but movie. they got your money for Aquaman anyway, so they don't care.
0: I mean. Did I see that in the theatre? I probably did because we reviewed that I'm sure at Yeah, I'm
1: pretty, I'm pretty sure we did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whereas the only superhero movie I've seen in the theatre in the last three years is the Batman, I think. <laughs> so,
0: Marvel, of prey. Marvel can keep crying.
2: Oh, You went to Bloods of Prey.
0: Was that in the last three years? I guess it was. Yeah, it was twenty twenty.
2: Yeah, it would have been 2020. So, it's about two and a half years ago now so it's, it's not far off what I said but yeah, okay. Yeah, I know that. That was then because that is still the last movie I've seen in the theatre.
1: <laughs> I'm actually really glad that I risked going to see Tenet when it came out in the August because if I hadn't, then the last movie I oh, saw Jesus in theatres.
2: If that was the last movie I'd seen in theatres, that would be depressing. Oh, I'd be much happier with that than the movie I saw before that. What was the movie you
1: saw before that? Brams the Boy 2. Oh, give me Brams any day. <laughs> no, piss off. I don't want Brahms. Oh, Tenet was not good. I, I like Tenet, but the sound mix was bad. I, I will not fight you on the sound mix yeah
2: yeah that made it like as someone who is particularly sensitive to that like borderline unwatchable for me i i love the concept i love the inventive action sequences but yeah the sound mix was
1: terrible mm. uh i did like it though I, I thought it was a nice nice return to form after dunkirk was uh yeah Dunkirk really, was also not good it was really not for me yeah uh, yes. And if Tara listens to this particular news episode, she'll be punching her phone screen right now. Which
2: uh, one is she a fan of? Oh, she loves Dan Kirk. It's her favourite Nolan movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ted loves it, thinks it's amazing. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's boring.
1: <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Next up uh, then, what we got? So yeah, anyway, I mean, just the last thing on the peripheral. I do think the concept's really good. I think there's some things about the trailer I like, but I am worried it's going to be a little too... I don't know. It's a little too glossy and hollow, which is weird to say because I, I I do think uh, this creative team at their best is very good and knows how to add substance. But some
2: of Westworld, as it went on, you know, started to feel a bit hollow. I think, I, like I feel like maybe there's probably a good first season in there. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We'll but. see. I you
1: know I'll have a look at it probably. Um, all right, next up, we've got a real mishmash of, of things to look at here. Uh, first up, NeverEnding Story is, uh, and, uh, and the reason why this is not in the new dramas yet is because no one's actually got it yet, but the news is, is that there's a bit of a, a bidding war <laughs> going on for it, for the rights, so that okay. someone can do a never ending Story TV show. Because why not? Well, because Stranger Things made it popular again, and... Ah, oh, yeah, it did, didn't it? And, and now, now they have to do it, just so they can use the song. Yeah, I forgot about that. As the opening title music.
2: Or at they, least they, they should. Maybe they won't, but they should. <laughs> It'll be that horrible, the end credits music. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe they'll do
1: that thing, you know how that first episode of The Exorcist TV show where two bell bells hit at the end, and it was like this epic moment? Mm. What if they hold it back all season and then the finale? You just hear it come in, you know that dreamlike start to it as it sort of fades in. Yeah, yeah, you could do. So, yes, this is definitely going to happen. Oh, for sure. Uh, I love how this article frames it next to these other two things. Although, to be fair, I like this one more as a property. Well, Rings of Power and House of Dragon duke it out for TV ratings. (laughs) It seems that the European studio head, which fantasy property could be the next IP to pop, their answer. It's a never ending story. <laughs> it's such a different brand of fantasy. It is. Um, and while I have a lot of nostalgia for that first movie, I'm not really sure I care about a reboot of any kind, but. but yeah, uh, watch it anyway. So, a handful of streamers and studios on both sides of the Atlantic are chasing screen rights to the property by the German author Michael Ende. Uh, so, uh, Deadline have spoken to multiple interested parties, and there are multi million dollar offers on the table. German agency AVA represents the estate, but declined to comment. So they're not saying who it is that's after it, but it sounds like, you
0: know, it's a healthy market. Hmm. Well, that's not surprising, but fair enough.
1: Yeah, but I thought that it was, it was notable, to, well, it is pretty notable to mention. Um, Quick Marvel bit of thing here. Uh, But really, I always wanted to mention this, because people like the humour of the main part of it. It's uh, Ben Kingsley's coming back as Trevor. Sure. And a future TV show. Uh, you never saw Shang-Chi, did you? No. he's in, He was in that as well, so he's. it's not like he's not been back since... Uh, I think I remember here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be in Wonder Man. And okay. I didn't remember there was going to be a show called Wonder Man.
2: Yeah, I don't like... Okay, that's a thing. I am but... positive that was not on the phase
0: five and six slate that Feige showed off. Is it still part of phase four? No, because that... This is a whale off yet, I think. Who knows then? We we are mm. not
2: that equipped to deal with this anymore. No, no. Um, it, it has sprawled its tentacles beyond our capabilities. Yeah.
1: I... I keep almost watching the new Doctor Strange, and now Thor's available to watch as well, and I, I'm just like, I just don't want to. I just I just, I just keep not wanting to. She-Hulk's easy. she has like a 25-minute
2: episode. <laughs> you know, you throw it on, there's a couple of good jokes. It's over. Yeah. yeah. I can get that. Yeah. Not, not that I'm going to watch it, but I understand that, I but like, a two-hour movie? I'm assuming it's about two hours. Probably, probably yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. I just, I, I just don't have the passion for
1: it anymore. Uh, far too many more interesting movies to watch for me. Um, if you still like the MCU, by all means, you know, I love it, enjoy it, but I, I just uh, I'm not that enthralled by it anymore. Uh, next up, Squid Games uh, actor uh, Lee Jung-jae has landed the lead role
0: in a Star Wars series. Which one? Uh, the Acolyte. Ooh, interesting.
1: I'm glad you've heard of it cuz I don't know what that is.
2: This is the high rep- end of the high republic one, so it's set ah. it's earliest in the timeline for live action stuff.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, he was great in Squid Squid, Squid Game is, you know, Squid Game was like a, a miraculous wonderful thing from last year. It was excellent
2: through and through. How was that only last year? I don't know, it doesn't feel so long. ago. <laughs> but I'm not sure it was last year. Um, I mean I believe you yeah. but oh.
1: yeah. Uh yeah, I highly recommend checking out the it was I think it was 8 or 9 episodes of Squid Game. Yeah, you know, I would recommend it to everyone. Uh it's kind of cool that uh like some of the the actors and talent from that are like now being pulled into you know other industries, I mean I say I mean other you know film industries and TV industries in other countries, you know and, yeah, get get into get get big roles elsewhere and be bigger stars. I think that's that's cool. In and, and the same way that you know the creators of Dark are now doing, they're still on Netflix, but they're doing a a, a, a multi language series now that's got going to have a mixture of English and German and whatever else. So uh, I, I love yeah. these barriers being broken down where it doesn't matter that Squid Game is Korean. It was a hit for everywhere. It didn't matter. Uh, it's normalised watching foreign content, and as someone who's been watching foreign movies since I
2: was you know like I fifteen. Like, in, in like, recent times, between that and, like, Parasite. Paras- yeah, Parasite was another big one, yeah. I think it's done a lot to advance that cause of, like, hey, yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I am more than happy for that
2: to be normalized, and it's great to see a good actor get, a, get some, yeah. yeah. and I'm very much looking forward to that Star Wars show in particular compared to, uh, obviously, I'm vaguely looking forward to all of them. There's a baseline, like, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it, yeah. or I'm going to watch it. So he's
1: uh, going to play the, the male lead. Amand, Amandla Steinberg has already been set for the
2: the other lead role. So, that's sure. Yes, trip. I think we spoke about that not too long ago, because I brought it up and mm. you had no idea who they were. I think that's the one <laughs> that shoots from The Hunger Games, I think. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so, there you go. That's Star Wars news, which I noticed. Uh,
1: mm. Next up, Jennifer Conley. Uh, is going to be in a new Apple series called Dark Matter. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Dark Matter also the name of that show that was on sci fi? Yes. Well, I think it lasted three seasons and then it was metagoy five and got cancelled and people were upset about it. Yes, that's definitely yeah. the one. And there was a lot of petitioning. Yeah. Look, I don't, I have no particular affection to that show. I watched the pilot and thought it was kind of mediocre. It fine. Yeah. I will say I don't like them using a title that was just used that because that was not long ago. That was a few years ago that I got cancelled. Yeah. So I would rather, in the same way that um, a new vampire movie just came out called The Invitation, and I'm like, I'm irrationally upset about it. I'm like, no, The Invitation from 2015 or 2016 is fantastic. Do not dare take that name already. How dare you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Dark Matter is obviously a cool sounding title. I get it. it's
2: kind of generic enough as well. Yeah.
1: Uh, but it's a new sci-fi show from from Apple. And Apple, you know, make having now finished for All Mankind season one, none of their shows have felt remotely cheap. Like there's some space sequences towards the end of season one of For All Mankind that feel on par with like gravity in terms of like, just how good they look and how they feel. That is okay. Expensive. You know, it looks it looks high quality. Uh so yeah, it's a nine part sci fi show. Uh, she's going to star alongside Joel Edgerton. So that's cool. Always great. yeah. Uh, the series follows Jason Dessen, a uh, physicist, professor, and family man. Mm, mm. The... <laughs> 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 it mentioned his professional and personal uh, no, life.
2: I'm uh, huh? this going? <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, while well, walking home on the streets of Chicago one night is abducted into an alternate version of his life, Uh, Wonder quickly turns to Nightmare when he tries to return to his reality amid the multiverse of lives he could have lived. In this labyrinth of mind-bending realities, he embarks on a harrowing journey to get back to his true family and save them from the most terrifying, unbeatable foe imaginable, himself. Which sounds like an evil version of him from one of the other...
2: multiverse. Yeah, 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 different universe. That was all personal in the end. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so much multiverse stuff. I'm... <sighs> like, don't wrong, objectively, in a vacuum. That sounds really interesting. It sounds like a good show.
1: Do you know I am okay with this, because it's not... The same way... Because everything, everywhere, all at once, much like this, because it's a story that's written to explore the idea of multiverse, and it's not using it as an excuse to have cameos of things, or, you know, like, to me, if you're
2: just doing a story about a multiverse that's standalone, I'm okay with that. I, ag- I agree with that, in theory. But in practice, there's still a lot of that coming about now because because things like the MCU have popularized it. Mm. It's, it's easier to greenlight these sure. projects. So, even though, yes, they are telling their own story it's... by using a multiverse, it's just a lot. It's practically becoming its own subgenre
1: in sci fi at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, though, having watched Everything Everywhere at Once and thinking that movie's pretty great, I do like that this doesn't sound like it's handling it the same way. This sounds more like a. That sounds less quirky and more like there's a sort of set of rules and he's trying to get back home and it's more of a sci-fi adventure. Whereas Everything Everywhere All At Once was more about, like, everything happening and, like, I th- you know, it's literally in the title, Everything Everywhere All At Once. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's handled it in a different way, which I appreciate. So Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I like the sound of it. And Apple's kind of winning me over with its uh, shows recently. Oh, so. Those bastards. Oh, dare they. <laughs> I mean, you know, For All Mankind, Ted Lasso, and Severance. I just want
2: Ted Lasso Season (laughs) 3. It's coming. I know, but it's late.
1: Mm. In fact, other than Ted Lasso, everything I'm saying is sci-fi. For All Mankind and Severance are sci-fi. This is sci-fi. They're they're winning me over with the sci-fi content, so yeah, give me more Apple. I I
2: don't care about anything else. (laughs) I don't care about any... I mean, I, I say that. I, I actively choose not to watch too much of it because I don't want to get hooked. Because I, I can't afford too many subscriptions. Apple's like the cheapest one. Get rid of shitty Netflix, which costs... But I use Netflix a lot. Because mm. it has nonsense I can put on in the background at all times. Apple doesn't have that. They're building a library. We'll <laughs> get there. Yeah, maybe eventually.
1: We'll there. Uh, all right, there's a... Uh... What was that called? That was Darmar. I I spent like five minutes ranting about the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dark i Mar. that immediately. Uh next up, just a quick update on the Goldbergs. Uh, I felt this was worth mentioning because uh Jeff Garland, who is the, the sort of the, the patriarch of the family, um obviously had some accusations. Uh and he's been written off the show. They're killing him off between seasons, and when the new season starts up, he'll have been dead for a couple of months. The idea being that they can address it, but the family's gotten over it a little bit <laughs> so they don't have to dwell on it too much. <laughs> so Yeah, Uh, which is the the typical way. Not just when someone's fired, even when like a uh, like an actor dies, like in real life, that you know, typically, you know, I remember it happening in Cheers. I remember it happening uh, in a UK show, only fills and horses with uh, Mm. uh, with the
0: grandfather. That's how we ended up with Uncle Albert, and I liked Uncle Albert even more. So, you know, everyone won. Yeah, I don't know what the consensus is in Cheers, if people preferred
1: uh, Coach or, or Woody overall.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know what the consensus Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe there's just, you know, most people like both. But... Uh,
2: I, I, yeah, I've never heard anyone have a really strong opinion on it.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh,
1: so this is kind of an update to a story from, uh, I don't know if it was last episode or maybe two episodes ago, but uh, the, the Superman and Lois casting thing with uh, Jonathan's yes. actor leaving. Uh well they've cast the replacement as the as the news this week. Um Australian actor Michael Bishop has been cast to replace uh Jordan oh, Elsus.
2: Oh good God he just has his Aussie accent in it. <laughs> that would be funny actually. Just don't address the recasting. Just don't address the Aussie accent. Just comes down the stairs
1: and goes, God I mate <laughs> Just I <out> do <of>
2: <laughs> oh, I would love it. Is it like, oh, basically, please.
1: someone runs in and says, oh, quick, there's, there's, a, there's an avalanche happening, Clark, you have to fly off, and then he just goes, crikey. <laughs> For the record, I'm not trying an Australian accent, because I know I can't do one, I'm just saying oh, the phrases. It,
2: it, it would make that show so much better, if they just had the balls to commit to that. <laughs>
1: if people tell me he, he just goes full Australian and they never address it I'll watch it again, <laughs> I'll go back yeah.
2: to it 100%, I won't even watch season 2, I'll jump in at season 3 and just go, okay what's going on, I need to see this
0: <laughs>
1: uh, full disclosure because people obviously uh, know we're doing Outlander just now and we're, we're giving it a try, we're getting up to episode 8 and seeing how it is uh, we did have to skip a week because we didn't get there was a lot of delays in recordings last week. Uh, so episode 3 is up for patrons just now but it'll be next week before it's up for everyone else. Um and we've got some shows in the waiting to, you know, like sort of rotate in and out. I'm letting you know one of them is Smallville. Like we we will continue shitting on Smallville at some point. Like it's happening. I don't remember agreeing to this. I I'm know, we, drunk. We talked about this. Um <laughs> we did season 1 on an old podcast called Television from the Multiverse. Um, don't worry. If we return to Smallville at some point, and we probably will, I will make sure that those those reviews are k- chopped out of it and put up as an easy to watch thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do miss man uh, sh- shitting on Smallville. I, I the
1: problem, the problem with that show, uh, that that podcast, I should say, there's a lot of problems with Smallville. Which will, say, where do you want to start? We will numerously <laughs> talk about when the time comes, because um, we did season one of it. The problem with Television the Multiverse is that keeping up with five or six mediocre to bad shows weekly was exhausting and draining. But keeping up with one that is amazingly bad that we can keep making fun of is actually quite fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, it will happen. We don't, unfortunately, we don't have a third slot. We, go, we do Trek, we're doing Outlander, and that'll rotate. We don't have a third slot to do a bad show in, otherwise that's what we'd probably be doing.
2: But, know that it's... One yeah, day. The, 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 the hypothetical third slot is this. The news. Sure, yes. And I think you'd rather
1: have the news. But when, when a slot opens up... So with my liver. Smallville and Gotham, for that matter, will return. Oh, man. I forgot about Gotham. Right. We will pick up where we left off on those shows someday.
2: As a promise or maybe a threat. <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> not at not the same time, obviously, but one or the other. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, we just do what, what alternate each week. Ah, okay. we do with, uh, like, next with a next trailer. Deep we 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 have Gotham and Smallville. I'm not
1: taking away like a, a good show though to to do it necessarily. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. There there is talk there is talk of maybe if we do keep Outlander to finish season one and then put it on hiatus and do something else for a season then come back to hitlander uh, yeah. so you know <laughs> think, think, think things are in flux there's possibilities anyway yeah that's uh i just i thought of, I, I thought of that i that was i don't know why i was thinking about that this week that we have to go back to smallville at some point but this reminded me
2: <laughs> I, I was so confused as well because you, you started talking about like we were talking about the, the going full aussie and accents and then you mentioned Outlander. I was like, oh, is this a weird pickup thing on, on the accents in that show that you were going to mention that you forgot to talk about in oh, one no, of the reviews? No, no. And then you started going on about Smallville. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay.
1: I'm just saying, I think people enjoyed us ripping the piss out of Smallville.
2: I hope they bloody did. Because otherwise, <laughs> why did my liver suffer?
1: <laughs> oh. Would we do it that way again? Would we watch it together where you getting drunk and then
2: just record straight after it? I'm I'm, I'm getting drunk either way, because
1: <laughs> that's how that's how we did Smallville and Gotham. We'd watch them together while you were getting pissed during it, and then talk about them straight after. That was the, the format. Yeah. Not like
0: you're complaining.
1: <laughs> all right, next up, um, rather right, new comedies and animated shows, mostly animated actually. There's a few animated stories this week. Hmm. Uh, so first up, um, after a six-way bidding war. Hulu has got phony. A half-hour project from the Marcel the Shell with Shoes Sorry, Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. It's actually quite hard to say, uh, which is intentional. It's maybe a tongue twister. Uh, Co-writer Nick Paley. Uh, Hulu's not commenting, but the project apparently uh, which is now ABC Signature uh, or was ABC Signature, is now Hulu. As a script to series commitment with a big high six low seven figure penalty. So, probably happening then. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, if Batgirl is getting canned for some tax credits, <laughs> there's no way they're giving up the seven figures. So, yeah, ABC signature based Drew Goddard, uh, writer of The Martian and creator of Marvel's Daredevil series. Also, uh, director of. No, I'll
2: say it. Uh-oh. I just don't want to hear it. Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, I know, but this this that, that that's just one step. There's a cha- there's a daisy chain that, y- that you do here. It's not even a daisy chain. He actually wrote episodes of the hit television show of the Vampire I know. Slayer. I know. That's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was totally going for straight away. And then for some reason, I thought you'd blanked. I was like, "Shit, have I dropped myself in it."
1: Yeah. Also, I think I'm a spoiler. I think it is with ABC Signature. I I'm, I was just confused for a second what ABC Signature was. I think it's just the production arm that's making it. Okay. Uh, anyway. So, written by Pele, is a coming-of-age mystery described as a freaks and geeks trapped in the Twilight Zone. Okay, that's an interesting uh, line. It follows Sonny, a popular high school kid who wakes up after a strange car accident and discovers his mum has been replaced by an imposter. So, it's like a
0: high-concept comedy. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not against the idea. Sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, it's not terrible. It, it,
1: maybe it'll play with the idea that he's just got, like, a head injury and he just thinks it's not his mom. <laughs> and that's, like, maybe what the, the show's gonna have this push and pull on, maybe. Yeah, it
2: could be, yeah. Work. Um, it's always a risk with high-concept comedies, isn't it, though? It is, yeah. It's hard
1: to keep them going for a long time. Uh, But next up, we've got Amazon Freebie, which, by the way, um, I noticed on my Fire tablet recently that there's now a Freebie, like, app that's just appeared. <laughs> like yeah. they've just they've added it to the main page of my my
2: tablet, and I'm like, they they boned you.
1: How dare they? How dare you give me free V? Yeah, been I free V. Anyway, uh, so it's been picked up to series. Uh, a Laverne Cox and George Wallace comedy called Clean Slate, uh, from Norman Lear's Act Three Productions, uh, and Sony Pictures Television. So this is a formal order of a half hour project starring Cox and Wallace uh so yeah the comedy was initially announced as part of the nbc universal development slate in january 2020 but it moved to amazon 3v uh for development in early 2021 clean slate follows henry an old school and outspoken car wash owner who is thrilled his estranged child is finally returning home to alabama that's one of them uh, after 17 years however henry has a lot has a lot of soul searching to do when the child he thought was a son returns as the determined, proud trans woman,
0: Desiree, played by Cox. So yeah, returning home, hometown, is, that, is one of the drinking rules, Connor. Uh, mm-hmm. On you go. Yep.
2: That's
1: quite nice. Very I think, I mean, home. I don't know if this will be any good. Like, I have no idea what the comedy is going to be like, or what the writing's like, but um, it feels like... There should probably be a sitcom with this premise somewhere on TV, and I don't know if there is one.
2: Yeah, I was like, is there not already? Like, I'm not, not that I was saying that. I'm surprised it's not already if there's not. I don't know of any, but I mean... No, I don't either. I can imagine there's probably, like, side characters
1: who are trans in sitcoms that maybe have part of this plot, but this being the central premise of the main two characters is that this is the father and trans woman oh, yeah. daughter. Uh, I, that feels like they've not done that yet, and... And it's free VTV, and I don't know how much that counts as,
2: <laughs> like, a proper, like, network yet, but... Yeah, Amazon are insisting it's real. I'm not sure I believe them. But it does feel like there
1: should be sitcom, at least a couple of sitcoms with a premise like this somewhere, so... uh, On a social level, I appreciate its existence. I have no idea if it's going to be any good comedy-wise, though. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, but hey, cool. Uh, so then some animated stuff here. Uh, so Emmy-nominated writer, comedian, and actor Dwayne Perkins uh, from the Amber Ruffin Show has been uh, tapped to write and executive produce Fox's animated series Clue based on the Hasbro hugely popular mystery board game. That's Cluedo for uh, people in the civilized nations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joshing. I'm just making fun because Americans simplify the name. They take away the pun that they're supposed to have too complicated for him <laughs> uh but yeah so Cl- clue or clue the board game uh where you, you, you get six characters as a murder somewhere uh turned into a very entertaining movie in the 80s with tim curry and a, like an all-star cast really shockingly something. fun yeah yeah it's a really good little movie um so yeah animated series uh tim's story has also joined the project and will execute just with lynn uh barry for the story company uh project was set up at fox for development last year It comes from Hasbro's E1 and Fox Entertainment-owned Bento Box Entertainment. There's a lot of company names going around. So, Clue reunites Perkins' story. Perkins co-wrote and stars in Stories the Blackening, which is premiering at the Toronto Film Festival. Um, The MRC horror comedy film, uh, which Perkins co-wrote with Tracy Oliver, is based on Perkins' viral comedy Central digital short of the same name. So, yeah, they've got a horror comedy movie coming out soon. That was a lot of words for... Not a lot of information. I, I know, I know. Uh, there's no details about the premise, but I mean, we know what Clue and was, is, so... You know. Um, the There have been reports that... Are, are, sorry, assurances, which is an interesting word. They're assuring, just in case we are worried, they make you screw it up. Encapsulating the thrilling and suspenseful dynamics that have made Clue a global sensation for more than seven decades. I would recommend keeping the... I mean, it's like an animated show, so I expect it will be lighthearted. but I would I would imagine keeping a tone similar to the movie it would benefit it greatly, I think.
2: I think there are advantages to that, but also if you want to just feel like your own thing, it's it's an animated mode of mystery, right? Essentially. Because it's a TV you show, though... play that a little bit darker if you wanted to.
1: Because it's a TV show, I suspect that you'll have the six main characters, but there'll be like guests in every episode, so you can have a different... Set of suspects and one of them is the murderer.
0: I would assume. Maybe I don't know. I don't
2: know it do takes away too much from the premise. Do you just have what a different victim every week? <laughs> I would. I personally, what I would do is I do a season-long mystery. Really, you just do a season. long I, I do half-hour okay. episodes. Like eight episode, eight or ten episode season, and do a season-long mystery.
1: I think I would imagine the, more of a... in, and
2: you you do that in the house like the mansion, yeah, right? obviously yeah, that's yeah. the standard. But like season two, you just do different murder mystery, different location. But yeah, that's what I would do.
1: Take the same cast and put them in a different location. So instead of a mansion, season two is on a cruise ship or something. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I was thinking more Scooby Doo esque, which is just so you've got a different one to solve every episode. But I mean, that's whatever they're going to do with it. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: you could do that as well. Like, right? yeah, I really don't know
1: um so I don't know and I wonder if because I bet they'll use every weapon that's in the game but then once they run out they'll start getting creative <laughs> okay we, we've yeah. used you know we've used the, the candlestick we've used the, the gun so and so on okay now we'll use the meat hammer <laughs> you know like will just I'm not gonna say the potato peeler so, oh sure why not yeah. but hey um I see potential in it it's an animated series Helps sell the game, I guess, as well. It's a good bit of marketing. Does, does it sense. need help? Probably not, but it makes it more relevant again. Probably, oh, sure. yeah. you know, because it in the zeitgeist a bit again. Uh, so yeah, uh, a bunch of rap talent, including Ice-T and NWA's Arabian Prince, are behind a new animated series that features an original score from Dr. Dre. Death for Hire, The Origin of Tech City, is a project that includes both a graphic novel and an animated series. The project will launch a graphic novel from Z2 Comics, probably Z2 Comics, probably American Company, uh, created by Ice-T, founding NWA member, Arabian Prince, and artist Tommy the Animator before the IPs rolled out as an animated series, music, toys, and NFTs.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> this is this feels so hollow and corporate. <laughs> yeah. We've got an entire like list of different medias and merchandise we want to do on this name as all it is. It
2: exists to prove they can.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the graphic novel introduces a brutal ensemble of pushers and murderers in a world where the line between anti-hero and arch-villain blurs quickly. The, art, the animated series, which is in production, with conversations with streamers and networks, will feature the voice talent of the likes of Ace-T, his wife Coco, Snoop Dogg, Tracy Morgan, Buster Rhymes, Trick-or-Treat mother-effer, Mike Epps, Treach, just someone called Treach, I've never heard of them, but fair enough. Arabian Prince, Peter Scanavino, Roxanne Shante, Ben Baller, Stales P, Tone Trump, Emilio Rivera, <laughs> Tommy the Animator, and Shannon Eric Denton. A lot of those oh, are real names. names. Uh because most of them I mean most of those are stage names that have been picked by the people, obviously, but uh yeah. but it makes so it that would a, be really weird if it wasn't. It makes it a really weird list to read out in one big row, though. It's, like, all these, like, stage names that have been picked. Yeah. <laughs> Other you than know, them like, a couple, you know, Sh- Shannon Eric Denton sounds like it could be a real name, you know? But, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure Treach and Arabian Prince were <laughs> were chosen by their uh, respective I don't know, they just people. had unique parents. But, uh, what was it? First name Arabian, last name Prince? Yeah, what could happen?
0: <laughs>
1: um... I'm quite cynical, but if this feels like a... Do you know what this feels like? You know how when a bunch of these artists, uh, not the same artists, although one or two of them may have been involved, got together to do a a music streaming service to battle Spotify like 10 years ago? Remember this? You know about Deezer?
2: Is that it? Whatever whatever it's called. No, Tidal. Tidal, that was the one. Yeah, Tidal. Uh, That's uh,
1: that's what this is making me think of, just as an animated series. I think
2: that was Jay-Z. Okay. I think. Let's add that one. Fair enough. Which... It's really annoying because they, obviously they don't have enough of a library to make it worthwhile for me. But man, they have such good quality streaming.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Uh, I, I just, you know, it's making me think of that. It's a bunch of rich people, famous people getting together to do something that they're all going to see as this pet project. And I, like, I just kind of see it destined to fail. <laughs> 'Cause they're already it, it, banking it, it, on it being this like multimedia success. I don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, but also they have enough of a fan base between them that it might just coast by on just that. Oh maybe yeah. Even if they pick up no one new. But coasting by and
1: becoming like a like a thing in the Zeitgeist is a very different yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I
2: don't see it being yeah. that. But it could be profitable still. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, like, it, depend- it depends what their expectations are, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm all a bit
1: cynical. I mean, honestly, I was already cynical when you said animated series, graphic novel, music, and toys. And toys sounds kind of weird. Oh, to the premise. Oh, oh, oh.
2: Let's not forget the NFTs.
1: Well, no, no, that's why I'm getting that, is that I was cynical before it even said NFTs, and then NFTs is like, okay, you're not even hiding what-, what you are. NFTs no. shows you're a bunch of shells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um you know i don't want to be cynical and like even just because you know, this could be the 90s and they'd be saying all these things they'd be like, oh this is a bit much like you're you're kind of banking on all these things coinciding yeah anyway uh that's death for hire uh make of it what you will uh next up, Fox has got a bunch of things in the works, a couple of descriptions here, but they're basically planning on doing like a new Monday night block of like animated comedy or animated shows in general. Obviously mm-hmm. Fox are known for Simpsons Family Guy, so on so on. They've always had a couple of animated shows like that. Yeah. Uh, but this is another night of animated shows that they're they're planning uh from Monday nights on in May 2023. So this this will kind of be summer content almost, some of this stuff. Interesting. Um so they're planning as a, a four-show, two-hour block, right? So, you know, four half-hour shows on Monday nights. Um, and, yeah, uh, and it's got a couple of things sort of in the works here. Uh, you've got Dan Harmon's Crapopolis uh, and uh, the John Hamm-voiced uh, Grimsburg is part of the, the things. I've got descriptions for that. And it says it's got a couple in the works as well. Uh, so... Yeah, so I'll just get into them. So, Crapopolis, uh, the ancient Greek comedy from *Rick and Morty*, co-creator Dan Harmon, also a community, by the way. Don't leave that out. That's fantastic. <laughs> in their defense, it's, it's more re- relevant. I get, but yeah, still, you, know, I'm, you know, six seasons in a movie, baby, come on. Uh, so, I don't need to watch *Rick and Morty*. Like the fans are, yeah. you know, put you off a bit sometimes. But I did really like season one and two when I watched it.
2: I I got bored during. Mm. Late season one, I give up. Sure,
1: sure. Not for everyone. Anyway, so this is to launch uh, with a preview on the twenty seventh of November. So again, I guess it's just a pilot. Getting it's early... a long time between that and yeah. the rest of it. Though. Uh ahead of its full release next May. Uh the series, uh, which is Fox's first fully owned animated series, that's a very it's not I mean it's not that interesting, but it's just kind of interesting to hear. It's like, oh, they've never actually completely it's owned any of their surprising, other right? Yeah. I mean obviously Disney owned the Simpsons. I mean that's you know, yeah, clear. Um, but this is the first time the networks actually owned one of its series, uh, it's an animated series. That is, uh, ahead of its. There uh, oh, was I'm going back up to the previous line. It centers on uh, uh, t- Tyrannus or Tyrannus. I'm not, I'm not sure how the white man pronounce that. Be Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Okay. Uh, obviously tyrannical is kind of like what it's alluding yeah. to. Uh,
2: voiced by Richard Alwadi. I'm in. <laughs> I knew you'd play like that part. I'm in. Mean, I'm sold. <laughs> Honestly, I was already sort of like, eh, "Ain't a Greek comedy? I, 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 I get behind this." I mean, I, I mean,
1: you don't like Rick and Mario, but you don't like Community, right? I, do,
2: I I don't love Community, but I like Community. Okay.
1: Well, I love Community. I like Richard Iori a
2: lot, a, a great deal. So mm. you know, it doesn't national treasure. Now when he croaks, <laughs> oh, <bless laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not like a happy death. When Margaret Thatcher died and everyone was celebrating in the streets, like, you know, that made sense. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. She was an awful human being, so...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know. Anyway. Um, so yeah, voiced by Richard A. Waddy, the mortal son of a goddess and a benevolent king of Coropolis, One of the world's first cities in ancient Greece. Hannah Waddingham <laughs> plays... That's, that's the real pair. That's not a
2: character yeah, in the show. Yeah, that's... Um, that's what's her name from, from Ted Lasso? Uh, which one? Oh, uh, the 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 boss. I'm oh, okay.
1: Oh, okay, okay. All right. I didn't know that was her last name, Waddingham. Yeah, Waddingham. Oh, Waddingham. Okay, I say it. I assume is how you say it. It probably is. You're probably right. Yeah. I've have just never seen the name before, so it's it's thrown me for a loop. <laughs> uh, but she's playing play Deliria, uh, Tyrannus's mother, goddess of self destruction <laughs> and questionable choices. Oh God.
2: Oh, God. I'm so into
1: this. Oh, no, I've just seen the next name. There's one more casting bit for this. Oh, come on. Oh, God. While... I'm going to rearrange this to leave the name to last. Okay. While
0: Schlub, Tyrannis's father, and Manator, is voiced by... Matt Berry.
2: Son <laughs> of <have> a bitch. Son <laughs> of a bitch I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got a Matt Berry and Richai reunion. Barry Richard
1: and I am, are together without the transphobic writer. Yep. I mean, I love IT Crowd and Follow Ted, but obviously, you know, screw uh, one of them. what his name is, yeah. Um, but you got them together. Oh. Waddingham's no, no slouch. Hopefully everything
2: about this is like, yes, you must watch this.
1: And I like Dan Harmon. I don't really care about the Greek part, but I don't give a shit. I don't care about it. <laughs> At this like, point, it doesn't it, matter. It says
2: a lot to a lot, uh, You know, to, to my... <laughs> sensibilities that the Dan Harmon part is the least exciting bit for me.
0: Uh
1: it may be the most exciting. I mean it's hard to say. Obviously I think Al and Barry such a That's an iconic that's a... casting pairing. That's that's just it's just they buried that to the end. The Matt Barry, just in that last little sentence still oh, like that. Yeah. Oh jeez. Anywho uh Apparently they're going to bridge the gap between the November preview and the May launch of the series with a series of digital content drops as well as blockchain business (laughs) designed to carry into the summer block on Monday nights. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame anyone involved for that. That's Fox doing that shit. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the block will also include the second season of Therapy Dog Comedy Housebroken, so I will not mention too much about that, so it's not a season one. Uh,
2: but... no, nothing else on this block matters after that. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, the Monday block is designed to complement Foxy's long-running, long-running Sunday block of animation, which obviously has Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah. Uh, His Majesty's Dragon. Oh, I'm in. <laughs>
2: they, they got me. Suck <laughs>
1: I'm not even that anything about it. Nah, I don't
2: care.
1: Right, there's also a major push into adult animation drama. Uh, last year, uh, Deadline revealed that the network was developing an animated series based on Robert C. O'Brien's Rats of book series. Uh, the project, which comes from Fox Entertainment and MGM-owned Orion Television, will be joined by an animated take on His Majesty's Dragon, a fantasy novel by Naomi Novik. Uh, the series, which is in development, has received a script commitment, is set during an alternate history version of the Napoleonic Wars, in which dragons not only exist, but are piloted like skyships
2: and choose their own masters. Yeah, I have, like, all of the. I've not read them yet. I have all the books of this series. I'm very excited to read them. Mm. But, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I thought you'd be interested in
2: that. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my sort of shit.
1: Yeah, the series will primarily base, be based on events involving... Titular dragon trainer uh Chemeriri, I'll say. Uh and it's his handler yeah. Will Lawrence. Yeah. Okay.
2: Which is the title of the first book in the series, that name. I believe.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Apart and one of the people involved in it is the guy who uh wrote and created Powerless, if you remember that. Yeah, okay.
2: I thought that was alright. Oh, it was fine, but... I kind of liked it. Doesn't, doesn't make me excited, but...
0: Yeah. I don't
2: know. A uh, animation stuff coming up. I know uh, there's no day yet. I know it's in November, but the, 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 the next season of Dragon Prince on Netflix, mm. very much looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, so that was the two things with the, the proper descriptions. It also mentions here that they're also developing the Flintstones project Bedrock, uh, which has came up before as well, so... Yeah. So, yeah, the, you can kind of see how they're trying to build a night Like... I actually do kind of appreciate networks try to have a theme night. Like they've not done it as much in a while, but I did really like when NBC had like a two-hour block of just sitcoms on like a Thursday because you usually had like two or three that were quite good, and it was kind of like this. They had this sort of competition between the shows to actually all you know be good enough.
0: You know,
2: it, that just reminded me of something from uh, from today in the news. So Queen said, "All the all the all the channels are like we are suspending our broadcast to." You know, cover this. Do you want to know the one channel that didn't? Are ah, the major ones? Uh, E4. Do you want to know what they continued to show despite the the breaking announcement? Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. Because <laughs> <laughs> E4's got to show its reruns. I mean, it's an inst- it, That that is a British institution itself. Why would the, uh, yeah, Okay, I get why like
1: BBC One, ITV, and Channel Four, but all like yeah, wh- wh- well,
2: everything was interrupting it.
1: But why, why break up the cable channels? That's just stupid.
2: Yeah, no, they, they all were anyway, and then E4 was just like, screw this, Big Bang Theory reruns. Well, imagine watching
1: the Playboy channel and it stops, <laughs> you're mid-wank, and then it comes up saying the Queen's died. It's a buzzkill. Well, maybe for you.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> makes you go faster.
2: <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs>
1: all right have right, the dramas then shall we oh, oh,
2: yeah about time
1: all right uh william friedkin um is is coming on board a tv project obviously you may know him from the exorcist french connection um so he's found a script and a star that he is excited about uh keith keith Sullivan Sullivan is going to be the star and he's going to star as lieutenant commander queeg in the kin mutiny court-martial uh so uh mm-hmm. using a fifteen year old play script written by Herman Wook. This uh from the yeah recover from his Pulitzer Prize winning novel uh has been plotted for a January start. It's gonna be a limited series. Um and yeah, so obviously it's the big names here that are making this a big deal. Yeah. They're doing the King Mutiny. Uh so uh he's apparently very excited. The original novel, the nineteen fifty four movie, which is you know, relatively famous with Humphrey Bogart. I've not seen it, but I actually bought it on iTunes as part of a bundle a while ago, so I've got it sitting there waiting to one day be watched. It was like ten movies for like ten dollars. It was great. That's pretty good. It was like it was like it was like ten war movies and I wanted to see three of them. I'm like, well, you know what? That's paid for itself. Like the other seven are are bonus. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to them. Um so yeah. Uh but yes. Uh, Robert Altman directed an 1988 teleplay of the film, uh, which starred Midnight Run's Brad Davis as Krieg, uh set during World War II. Uh, a naval officer stands trial for mutiny for taking command from a ship captain he feels is acting unstable, an unstable fashion, endangering both the ship and its crew. So, you know, like. You've probably seen stories like this since then. Obviously, this is probably where the earlier versions So I, I imagine the ones I've seen of taking from this rather than, you know, obviously, say, all the yeah. way around. But uh, you've probably seen similar stories in this idea of, like, who's in the right, you know, is the person right to take c- control? Is the captain really, like, you know, should they be relieved of duty? Or is this, like, some power play? Uh, you know, the, the one my mind goes to right away is uh, Crimson Tide with Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington and kind of that kind of fun yeah yeah it's a fun movie you know it's just, uh it focuses on the this is like a nuclear submarine in that case so there's this like do we follow yeah. this order
2: that maybe isn't valid to uh, launch a nuke there's there's definitely been star trek episodes that have oh for that sure premise. yeah yeah um so
1: that was cool uh the original piece was written for world war Two, and uh, then we concluded uh all the pent-up anger in the country went over for pearl harbor um I've updated it so it's no longer Pearl Harbor. I've made it contemporary involving uh, the Gulf of uh, Hermas and the Straits of Hermas uh, leading to Iran. Um,
0: yeah, so I, I don't know if I'm going to update it again or just going to make it a peer-read piece.
2: Still, I've got a choice, really. Even though, okay, it's set slightly longer, but the, 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 those places are still relevant. Yeah, yeah. Like, to most people today, as opposed to Obviously, Pearl Harbor and your know, World War II is catastrophically relevant in a in a grander scheme. But you know, people—most people alive today—will still remember, you know, this stuff from you know 15 yeah.
1: years Yeah, it's not even just that; just just you want to re- set it somewhere where it realistically could happen today, rather than you know, yeah, some place that people remember. I think not that there couldn't be another thing at Pearl Harbor, but you know, Pearl Harbor for lack, you know. It, it, pretty peaceful for a long time. I don't think there's been much risk to it, as far as yeah. I know, <laughs> in the last 60, 70 years. So, uh, hey, um, uh, yeah, you you got a big name. Uh, Kiefer on starring, starring vehicle. Uh, William Freakin's a very good director. Um, I do find his actual personality to be a bit off-putting at times when I've heard mm-hmm. him talk about certain things. Uh, but he does direct a damn good movie, uh, on occasion. So, uh, yeah. And, interesting to see what it is on t v yeah um i say, I don't remember the last thing he di- directed uh or if he's one of these directors that have went downhill in the later years, but certainly his work in the seventies through to the 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 early nineties was pretty solid, so yeah, Good stuff um next up um we have. The murder of DNC staffer Seth Rich and the Whale conspiracy theories is spawned as the subject of a limited series in development at Sony Pictures Television
0: titled uh, IAM Seth, Seth
2: Rich? With spaces? I hate it. That's weird. I hate it so much. You're doing it with spaces well, so you've ruined your whole point. That's why I get confused at first. I, for I get that they've done it to make it readable at a glance, mm. but then get rid of the hashtag. Yeah.
1: Uh, the series is inspired by Andy Kroll's book, A Death of a uh, W Street, The Murder of Seth Rich, and The Age of Conspiracy. That just rolls off the tongue. Mm. That just rolls off the tongue. Uh it hails from Kroll and For Life and Without a Trace creator Hank Steinberg. So, I Am Seth Rich chronicles the birth of the modern day conspiracy movement that began following the 2016 murder of the DNC staffer Seth Rich. As the rich family seeks justice for their son's murder, only to find that his death being, is being used to create a false counter-narrative that involved almost every aspect of the political machine. They become engulfed in this sprawling story, which touches nearly every aspect of the modern misinformation era. For years, the Richies have battled in the press and in the courts to clear their son's name in this, in this cautionary tale about what might
0: be our future. And was also a yeah. past, because it was based on a story. Yeah, yeah, I'm good.
1: I I, th- I think you have to rate that very, but the, you have to draw the audience into that, and it does sound a bit dry.
0: Yeah, uh, on its own, so you know, ta- talent could lift it, but yeah, yeah, yeah
2: well, they can convince me. But as of right mm. now, yeah, going to take more.
0: All right, uh, Universal Television
1: is uh, doing a fantasy show uh they are <laughs> it's a tv series adaptation of mercedes lackey's uh vladimir literary universe i'm
2: not familiar mm
1: uh so they're developing the heralds of, of valdemar uh based on a series of trilogies of novels so this is multiple trilogies that make up this this universe uh Kit Williamson, who created Netflix's LGBTQ comedy series Eastsiders, is adapting with author Brittany Cavallaro who, that's just a hard word for me to say with the R's and L's, uh, who wrote the Charlotte Holmes series of books. The pair bonded over the books in school and will now write and produce the TV adaptation. Uh, This comes after Wheel of Time producer Radar Pictures, founded by Interscope Records, co-founder Ted Field optioned the rights to the book as revealed by Deadline. Patting themselves on the back there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the trilogies in question, The Last Herald Mage, The Arrows, The Mage Winds, and The Mage Storms trilogies create the world of Valdemar, a place millions of readers return to again and again. Valdemar follows three teenagers chosen by fate to to protect the realm Vaniel, a young queer hero on a journey of self-discovery. Talia, a sheltered girl escaping an oppressive religious cult, and es- Elspeth, <laughs> I have to think about that, Elspeth, a princess determined to be her own hero.
2: I hate these names. I just, I hate it kinda them. It kind of just sounds like Power Rangers, I'm not going to lie. Power Rangers? The teenagers destined to protect the realm. It sounds like other fa- I don't know if it sounds like Power Rangers. It does, but I don't know. There's just something about the, the specific way it was worded Maybe think Power but Rangers. This
1: is not five teenagers with attitude, right?
2: Are you sure? Might be three teenagers of their
1: Well, separated by centuries, their journeys are linked. So different timelines, I guess. Uh, Each battling
0: the same evil force with the world hanging in the balance.
2: Okay. It did sound a bit generic based off of this description. Maybe Maybe the books are not as generic as it sounds. Sounds very young adult to me as well. Yeah, I could see that description going either way, honestly. They never said young adult, but it feels young adult from that description to me.
0: Yeah. But hey.
1: Uh, final story of the week. Our one network TV story. Oh, go on. This hit is, me. This is Fox. They've got Mark Cherry. Uh, or Mark Cherry. Maybe it's Cherry. you pronounce his name. I'm not sure. Uh, but he is back on network TV. He's working with Fox. Uh, He struck a deal to Mm -hmm. set up a project and it's landed a script commitment from the network uh, and it's been eyed for a potential straight to series order, which is big for network TV because normally you get pilots and then... It is, yeah. yeah. So it follows the story of a sheltered uh, Maryland housewife who at the moment her marriage falls apart discovers that she has a special psychic power and is recruited by a secret government agency... Which she will have to juggle her broken family and saving the world! <laughs> that's professional so, and personal.
2: It's professional and personal. And that's bordering on cop show, but one of them's a, in a psychic. Case, like, yeah, it, it kind
1: of is, yeah. It doesn't mention her partner, which is why it doesn't, doesn't quite...
2: Yeah, but it's it's almost there.
1: Yep, apparently uh, they're saying it's the
0: unlikely story of a, of a heroic housewife. Is it really?
2: Mm. Well, sign me up. <laughs> well, they had they had one of the drinking rules, so it didn't disappoint. No, no. They gave me something.
1: So there I'm you go. I'm two, glad it
2: existed just for that.
1: Two things hit it this week. You got two two yeah. drinks. Uh I I don't know, everything's disappointing after the beer made you drink four times in one paragraph.
2: Never getting top. <laughs> so, all the worst part is, I keep seeing actual praise for that show, and I don't people take like it. it. Seriously. Yeah, people, people still it's a good show. Yeah, and I just can't take it seriously anymore. All I can hear is
1: professional and personal. Yeah, That's all I can hear. They've ruined uh, it for themselves. Yeah. All it matters to is No one else cares. But ah, well, yeah, but we're the most important people that they should be appealing to. <laughs> oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That is a. Uh all the news for for the week. Some of it was from last week, of course, but uh, um, assuming there's a reasonable amount, uh, and there probably will be. uh, uh, Unless people... I know that apparently there's a rumour Nintendo actually delayed a direct because of the Queen's death, which is insane. What does this Japanese company, who's a worldwide company, give a shit about the Queen's
2: death, but Um, apparently speaking, They don't, but just, it has impact. Like They're cancelling football games which is huge in this country. I know you don't care, but football. Soccer for you weird people across the pond. But that's that's a big deal to to cancel some of those games.
0: Can, can we have a, a royal family member die on a
1: daily basis so that we never have to have football again? That sounds expensive to hire that assassin. <laughs> I don't know if they're procreating quick enough. We'll, we'll run out. Definitely not. We'll run out too quick, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. You, you might manage to get a few weeks, though.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, well. There you go. That's, uh... <laughs> That's your TV juice for the week. Um, by all means, let us know what you thought of uh, the stories in today's show. Uh, check out the various reviews. Obviously, check out Mail Fuzz Movies to get the, uh, the the movie review podcasts streams After Midnight, The Atomic Sermon Experiment. And soon, a new show. So You're giving yourself more work. This one's been in the works for a while. This this is not okay. a new thing. Oh, there is a title for it now.
0: Okay. It's called
2: Are you announcing the title?
0: I I can say it. I don't mean saying it. People would like to hear it. Go, on, go on then. It's called The Collector's Cut. Hmm. Very vague. <laughs> As a a very big, all right. Well, David came up with it, so you know it's not
1: even my fault if it's bad. Um, But there you go. Uh, So uh, coming soon, probably end of October, start of November is when the first episode will actually go out. But uh, if you if you want to see me miserable, me and Tim just did uh, the fourth Twilight movie uh, on streams Ah. after midnight. So there's something to enjoy. It's not a good movie. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, So go uh, check out. All these things. Uh, but you can, of course, support us financially by hitting the super thanks button below the video. And you can, of course, go over to patreon.com slash and support all the content on a monthly basis uh, and get some bonuses. The the Almost Canceled TV News podcast does go out sometime on a Saturday before the Sunday release on the LA Access tier if that's of interest to you. Uh, so go and have a look. Uh, but for the most part, it's just about, you know, keeping all the content coming. Um, and, you know, so go and have a look. But that's us. So thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?